we see Talks Talk, the podcast where we see and talk about life and stories through games, books, songs, but mostly movies. Today we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna cover Mulan and well Disney in particular. Uh, I'm saying this because we haven't watched Mulan, but we've heard and read a lot of uh, news and reviews concerning the movie. And man, uh, so we're just gonna briefly talk about Mulan, and then we're gonna jump straight into uh, the whole kerfuffle that is Disney right now, lah, with Star Wars, with Disney Plus, and uh, a lot of other things. I mean, I mean, we're probably we're probably gonna watch it somewhere down the line, but we are in absolutely no hurry to see it. <laughs> I'm not gonna watch it at all. I'm just gonna rewatch the animated Mulan because yeah. So the, uh, yeah, but today, today we have Delton again with me. We actually just recorded the tenant not long ago, and we just we just really felt the urge that we need to do this Mulan one because. My god, reading all the bad reviews and impressions from friends and critics, it's just yeah. not fun. I wouldn't say it's all bad across the board. I would say mixed to negative. One or two positives here and there from people I surprisingly follow. But for the most part, yeah, this movie is getting trashed critically. And not just because of whatever people think about the actress' political thoughts. It's just on the movie as a whole. Yeah. <laughs> it apparently sounds pretty bad. Yeah, so spoiler warning, from this point on, we're just going to say whatever we're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so from what we heard from reviewers that we, we follow and we trust, uh, trusted critics like, and friends with good taste, you know. And from what we heard... Basically, what made Mulan great, the animated Mulan, is basically just stripped away and just there's nothing left in this <laughs> new uh, remake of Mulan. I mean, my, my biggest problem when I hear all the reviews is that, well, Mulan the animator was a story of a normal, typical normal Chinese girl, Chinese family, mm-hmm. uh, very traditional, and through her own courage and through her own ingenuity, she saves the day. Uh, and of course with the help of her friends and the general who sh- didn't trust her at the start. So it's just based on her own courage and bravery and she used her own brains to solve problems. And from what we heard from all the reviews and people who <laughs> watched the show, this new remake of Mulan had nothing like that. She has chi <laughs> powers and she is the chosen one to save the day. And... <laughs> There is just no no essence of Mulan. There's no wushu, right? No wushu. There's no music. Okay, fine. No songs. Yeah. I mean, no no people actually singing on screen. Yeah. I mean, fine. I get yeah, that they were trying. Fine. They were trying to go for a different approach. Fine, that's okay. Yeah. But I heard that they removed wushu, which was actually the heart and soul of the original Mulan. I mean, she was there to provide not just comic relief. He he provided a different kind of perspective to the whole story. Mm. Mulan. I mean, he was an outcast in the film and basically Mulan was too. So it's like all these band of outcasts who end up actually saving the day through sheer determinism and not just because... Chi power. Chi power or the chosen one. They actually work their asses off to save the day. Uh, (laughs) Wushu in this remake is a giant phoenix that flies in the sky and points them to the correct direction to go to. <laughs> so if you play game, it's basically a waypoint marker. La. So it's like the, 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 the eagles at the end of Lord of the Rings, right? No, that is a... They, they transport, but this is not. Oh, the, okay. phoenix, <laughs> the phoenix, I think, is... I didn't watch a movie, I'm just guessing here already. <laughs> I believe it's just her chi power directing her where to go. You know, like an instincts. <laughs> oh, oh man. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I I can't judge. Maybe if I see the movie, if if it's executed all right, who knows? Maybe it's entertaining. But on paper, on words, yeah. that sounds quite 
dubious. Yeah, so again, we never watched the movie, so we can't review like how things are done. Yeah, we cannot give it a proper review. story bits like how Mulan has chi powers instead of using her courage. These kind of things why? we can critique. <laughs> because <laughs> why? <laughs> no, I tell you why. I'm gonna I'm gonna use this. Uh, I'm gonna like mangle a phrase from a previous certain other Disney taken over franchise film. Sure. Like, Who are you? I'm Mulan. Mulan Skywalker. Huh. <laughs> and the credits roll. <laughs> no, I, mean, I I don't get it because let's say if that they're saying that they want to do something different, right? And people, let's say those people like Mulan and they're going to say that Yeah, you can't compare it to the animated series, you know You can't always compare, you must accept it, it's different <laughs> But here's the thing for me If you're just not going to follow the original Mulan story Then why even call it Mulan? Just call it something else Like Malun Whatever <laughs> lah, just a different name lah Because if you're going to take a, a previous uh, IP You can take a previous character where people already love 100% people are going to compare, it just can't be helped. <laughs> maybe maybe the, those who enjoy the Disney movie, they, they will definitely be disappointed with the version that comes out from the sounds of it. But because I know Mulan is not originally a Disney character, it's actually based off Chinese. Uh, yeah. Is it a legend or a true story? I think it's a legend. I'm not familiar with it. It's a legend. Yeah. So, they're based, so the movie is trying to borrow from both the Disney movie and the legend. It's like this weird amalgamation of both. And from the most part, from the reviews I've read, I may be wrong, the people who seem to follow the historical or the legend side more seems to enjoy it more than the people who enjoy the Disney side. Then they could have just easily add a subtitle. I mean, in today's world of cinema, subtitles <laughs> are just like a normal thing. You know, right. Mulan dot dot the legend of which, whatever. Which brings me to another point. The movie should have been shot in original Mandarin language. Yeah. Why is it in English? Yeah. You know, Disney. And they were pushing <laughs> authenticity and they want to make yeah. it look. So if you're going to push authenticity, you must just go all the way. I mean, look Mandarin. at the cast. I mean, yeah. Crystal Liu Yifei, Gong Li, uh, Donnie Yen, yeah. Jet Li. These are like top tier yeah. Chinese movie stars. And, and if it's Disney, it's all about the money. You make a Mandarin movie. It's going to sell in China. Yeah, 100% it will oh, yes, sell definitely. great in China. It will make, make gangbusters in China. No doubt this movie will definitely make big bucks in China. Yeah. You know, except Hong Kong. That's another story. Yeah. But yeah. But even more if it's in Mandarin. Yeah, I exactly. love it. See, I don't get Disney. <laughs> and which is where... Okay, so that's a very quick chat about Mulan. Lah, right? okay. and, and a lot of things goes back to Disney's decision making. Which... If you followed them through the years, aside from their Pixar movies, I well at least me personally, I really can't get along with what they're trying to do. I don't get it. Uh, especially as we talk about remakes, because we're talking about Mulan, right? The Beauty and the Beast remake, the Jungle Book remake. What else? I don't know what Cinderella, else. Cinderella. Uh, <laughs> Cinderella. Disney Plus, Lady in uh, the Tram. Uh, they remake uh, the one with Angelina Jolie. Maleficent's uh, remake. What? It wasn't just, it wasn't a remake. It's a remake of a remake. It, it, it was a revisionist remake. So they flipped the protagonist slide around. Coming out of tenor, I have to say it's an inverted remake then. Oh good. <laughs> Reverse entropy remake. <laughs> yeah, it totally destroyed everything else la. Uh, so so Disney's uh, decisions to remake, right? Before this, I really couldn't understand why are they just remaking all these beloved classics. In a way, you can say that yeah, we love those stories, so why not do it again with modern day graphics and I mean, modern I, day acting? Fine, That's I get that fine. Notion, yeah. But if you're gonna 
strip it away from the essence of what made it great. If you're going to change the story so much that it's a whole different movie altogether, why even bother calling it the same thing? I'll, I'll give them this. I actually enjoyed the, the Jungle Book remake. It was very different compared oh. to the original. I know a lot of people disagree. Yeah, yeah, I did it. But yeah, I, okay. I, I thought the Jungle Book remake was actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the rest, not so much. Lion King. But I, Lion King, <laughs> I hated because they yeah. changed absolutely yeah. nothing about the movie. Right. Absolutely nothing. And it looked totally off. Like I get it. They're trying to do like photorealistic animation. The animation superb. But absolutely nothing was changed apart from a new song, which is just background filler. Yeah. I mean, so what gives? But that's the problem with Lion King, right? We love it because it was so fun to see animals being animated that way, animals expressing. It's, it's part of the Disney charm. But then here you go remake it and remove that charm away. <laughs> and that's like taking half the movie. I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, and okay, so this is where I. Well, when back then I'm trying to understand this whole remake problem. I found this YouTuber called uh, Lindsay Ellis. Shout out to you if you ever listen to us. <laughs> Big fan. So she talked about this whole problem with Disney remakes and she actually shared... I'm going to share a clip here where I'm going to edit on. In a 1981 letter, Eisner wrote to Paramount executives before he jumped ship to become the CEO of the Disney company, he penned what is widely considered to be his ethos and possibly the most 1980s thing ever written. We have no obligation to make art, said Eisner. We have no obligation to make history. We have no obligation to make a statement, but to make money. It is often important to make history, to make art, or to make some significant statement. In order to make money, we must always make entertaining movies. And if we make entertaining movies, at times we will reliably make history, art, a statement, or all three. We may even win awards. This was an ethos carried through to his time at Disney. So that was actually the CEO of Disney. And Lizzie Ellis, she found this uh, press conference that he did where he openly said that he is not someone who is going to prioritize making good movies. Because at that point when he took over, if I'm getting my historical facts right, Disney was in financial uh, troubles. Lah. They were not doing that well. So he came out and said that, look, I'm not going to make focus making good movies. I'm going to make good, solid, average movies. And then his theory is that if I make five average movies, at least one of them will stand out. And that was the plan. I guess in terms of financial income, they did it and they were successful in that terms. And then this is where, so happened, I have a friend who has a sister. Full admiration for her because she's Malaysian and she got a job in Pixar. Right. Yeah, so I couldn't help it but I have to bug my friend to ask her sister like why? Why in the world is Disney just remaking things over and over even for Pixar, you know? Toy Story for good movie but was it necessary? I really don't know lah, okay? I thought um, it was. Yeah, it's a good I, movie. I, I, it's a good yeah. movie. But necessary or not, I don't know lah, okay? Let's put it there because Toy Story 3 was the perfect ending already. So she shared with us that the reason why there's so many remakes on both Pixar's and, and the live-action remake is because uh, Disney has been investing in a lot of uh, new CGI and new tech for whatever animation, like, okay, 3D and then texture and all those. So they invested a lot in that and they didn't want to invest any more in creating new stories because one, that's the riskiest part of their business and two, that's the most time-consuming part of their business. Mm -hmm. So they rather spend less on the story developing, development part of the phase and just do remakes where they know people will flock to the cinema just for the sake of nostalgia <laughs> and they can experiment this tech where even though it doesn't look good, 
hey, people are still going to throw money at them anyway. So basically, the studio who made Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, Disney, The Rise of Mediocrity. Yeah, you can say that. <laughs> so, I mean, the last out of 10 movies from Disney were so mediocre. Uh, don't don't take uh, the MCU lah. Okay, MCU is a thing of their own. Kevin Feige is doing an amazing job. Yeah. Yeah. and that was absorbed into them. Mm-hmm. Whereas, let's say you said Star Wars, the new trilogy started after they took over from Lucasfilm. So it is a full Disney thing. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about Kathleen Kennedy later on, right? She <laughs> is a problem on her own there. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, Disney remakes, man. I I can't. Understand why they're doing this? It's like that scene in uh, Rogue One where the Death Star blows up uh, Jakku. Only this time the Death Star has two extra Mickey Mouse ears around it. Jakku basically represents our childhood favorites and dreams. <laughs> and the, the laser beam is the is basically Disney's greed. <laughs> I think at this point, if you have a, if you recorded this on a video, you can see the pain in my face. <laughs> I I don't know. But but it's true. Like what are you? They're basically recycling stuff for the sake of getting money and then none, okay, maybe some of it is going to original content, but the original content isn't being as championed as much nope. as the, you know, the Disney yep. remakes in terms of, you know, marketing and prominence. Uh, onward that just came out, mm-hmm. the marketing was minimal, man. One poster, mm-hmm. one trailer, it's out and it's done, that's it. There's no push, there's nothing. But didn't the movie get got, like, mediocre reviews? Yeah. Yeah, so, but... So what? Look, all the remix has mediocre reviews and yet they're pushing right. it so hard. But also, like, other Disney Plus movies, which apparently I heard were good, I mean, we don't have Disney Plus. We, we, have, we haven't received Disney Plus here yet in Malaysia, but there was this movie which I heard glowing reviews for. Not one single shred of marketing that I've seen on the internet. Uh, Togo, with Willem yeah. Dafoe. I heard that was very good. But, again... Streaming that? platforms, go watch our, listen to our episode on Netflix. <laughs> it's the same problem with Netflix, they have good movies but they don't push it. Mm. Instead, they push the movies that sell. I understand it's all about the money at the end of the day, mm-hmm. but if you do that uh, throughout a long run, you're just killing the quality content that you have and people's perception of watching good shows and you just ruin it. Good shows is basically above average to cinephiles. So, sorry, good shows to to the average streamer viewer <laughs> is basically above average for the cinema. Yeah, the cinema. 365 days. Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> but yeah, you were saying Disney Plus has good shows, but they also have really bad shows like that. Uh, Adam is Foul. Yeah. Adam is Foul was dumped there. It was a different thing altogether. <laughs> they knew it was going to bomb. But that was marketed more than Togo. It was in development for how many years? Three years. <laughs> Three years and they couldn't make it good. I don't know. I don't even know what's up there. And Disney here, they have Disney Plus now. And they are one of the new studios that are pushing direct to streaming content. Mm-hmm. Which is something I think I can say for Delta, we find really hard to swallow. Yeah. Because when you do that, you are going to kill the cinemas. It's bottlenecking all the good movies to, to just streaming. And then... Not many people will have a very good cinematic experience for that certain title, whereas mass audience perception of a good movie will be something akin to, sorry to say, Mulan or yeah. The Lion King 2019, 2020, yeah. you know? And it's funny, like, now I just thought about it, right? You said that when it goes to streaming, it removes the cinematic quality, right? Yeah. That's true. So that's the funny thing. Movies like Mulan, Lion King, which on uh, uh, whatever other remakes they've done recently, the stories are mediocre. But you cannot deny that they look good. Like Mulan, from this from the trailers, oh, yes. yeah, it looks good. Yeah. So it's funny how when it goes direct to streaming, all that good aesthetics will be lost on the TV. 
Yeah, like I even the even the, re- the reviewer who gave Mulan twenty twenty a positive review, she mm-hmm. said, uh, "This is Christy Lemire from RogerEbert.com." I remember she paraphrased something about her wishing she could experience this uh, cinematography and sound mix in a big crowded theater with mm-hmm. cheers from the fellow audience members. Alas, you know, in the US, the movie is being released direct to uh, Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no theatrical release. Of course, for for the current times, yeah, I for the current times, I understand yeah. because in the US, you know, it's a, yeah. you can't really go out and see in certain parts. Yeah. But you know, we're getting it in the rest of the world, which doesn't have Disney Plus, including Malaysia. So you see, like, there's some films which are meant for the theatrical experience. I know the director of uh, Mulan 2020, Nikki Caro. She has a very good visual eye. If you've seen her 2002 movie uh, Whale Rider. But I think it definitely does not add up well if you were to watch it on a TV screen or a computer screen. Just any other show. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, it's junk food. Yeah. You watch you watch junk food on your phone because it's fast and convenient. It's McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. The Mulan originally was meant for a theatrical release. Definitely not McDonald's. It's yeah. more like, I would say, Carl's Jr. <laughs> Sorry, Carl's Jr. It's like, like Java. <laughs> I cannot think of any other example, but yeah, it's like... My <laughs> That's too high of a jump. It's like one notch, one notch above McDonald's, you know. Yeah. But still, you know, it looks great, and no doubt about it. Yeah. Like, because Nicky Carlos is a talented filmmaker. That was one of the. That was probably the only reason why I'm curious about Mulan 2020. But you know, sadly, reviews look made it as if history is repeating itself. Lion King, Aladdin, Cinderella. Why are these movies being made? You know, why are they being like? prioritized over original content like Disney used to be like the spearhead for original family entertainment like you look at the 60s, 70s and 80s and 90s especially golden era of Disney what are we having now? we're not having the golden era we're having the golden raspberries of Disney right now (laughs) so yeah I mean (laughs) it came out of nowhere (laughs) I mean yeah look at it right now it's pretty bad yeah man. Uh, yeah, we we are really not for direct to streaming, and it really hurts that such a big studio like Disney, and if they decide to do it right, they're going to cause waves, like ripples in mm. the industry, which is not fun, la. Yeah. I think we can do an entire separate uh, oh, podcast. Oh yeah, looking forward. To just that. on the issues of direct to streaming, <laughs> because cinemas will suffer. Uh, yeah, that's a whole other thing altogether. Like, like I remember having this conversation with a friend of mine. Uh, regarding the DC remake, and this was when Cinderella came out. Like we was, we were saying, who's going to be revisiting the new one versus the old one? Yeah. Because of course, the new one, more technological advancements in filmmaking, yeah. and storytelling technique. Yeah. You know, definitely high tech stuff, better composer. Sure, why not? But are you gonna go for the when you talk to the normal Disney fan? Mm. What do you think they're gonna pick first? Of course, the old one. Of course, <laughs> yeah. because it's colorful, it's vibrant, you know. So even that by itself is more of an attraction than the new one, which is too sleek. Here's the thing, um, I, I totally agree with that, but now I'm just thinking from the younger audience point of view, kids who has never seen the original animated And that's series. the scary part. Yeah, because I run an independent cinema here in Malaysia, and when I have younger audiences come in, and when I ask them to watch a 2D animation, they are not very inclined. Somehow, the younger audience, well, I won't say all, okay, but I'm just going to generalize for the majority of them who were not exposed to 2D animations, like they never watched Studio Ghibli before mm. and all that, they have a very um, poor stigma against 2D animations. Very biased. Yeah, mm. for them it's just inferior. Somehow, they just 
think that 3D or whatever looks better. 100%. That's, a, that's a shame. That's a real shame. I really wish that this stigma, oh, 2D, uh, 3D is better than 2D, or maybe even the opposite. So some people say 2D is better than 3D. No, there's no such thing. Yeah. A good movie is a good movie. Yeah. 2D or 3D doesn't it's just matter how. A different form of art. Yeah. It's just like you know, black or white or color. Mm-hmm. The same thing. It's just a different form of art. Uh, like I know a lot of purists who say, oh, 2D is always going to be the way for. Like that's for animation, but no, there have there have been terrific three D mm. animated movies. Inside Out is probably one of the oh, best I've ever love seen. It, love it, you know, love it. Uh, but yeah, you know, going back to the debate between three D and two D, it's not about which is better. It's about how does the movie make you feel. Yeah. You know, if the effect is the same, does it really matter if it's three D or two D? Thing is, the younger generation, obviously, because three D is being pushed as hell yeah. as the be all end all of animation, and that yeah. is the worrying part because we should not forget the 2D. That's where 3D comes from. The origins of 3D was 2D. Yeah. You know, we wouldn't have movies like you know Inside Out or Toy Story. Toy Story if it weren't for those classic golden era Disney animations like The Little Mermaid, yeah. like The Hunchback of Notre Dame, yeah. Tarzan. You know, we wouldn't have those today. Even Atlantis, The Lost Empire, mm-hmm. a completely underrated movie. Still, we wouldn't have some of those great action-adventure titles like The Incredibles or Incredibles 2. Uh, if it weren't for fast-paced Disney animation like that. Yeah. So it's really sad la, um, to see that what decisions Disney has been making through the last few years. And I think one of the things that I really can pick on is how they handled Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> it's really painful. Like what Dalton mentioned earlier, uh, for such a big franchise like Star Wars, right, it's being controlled, well not controlled, sorry, but being led by a person called Kathleen Kennedy. Mm-hmm. So she's playing the same role as Kevin Feige, uh, who is uh, leading the Marvel mm-hmm. Cinematic mm-hmm. Universe. Uh, in case you don't know, Kevin Feige is basically the mastermind of the whole MCU. Correct. You have all the individual directors of each film, but he is there to make sure that all of them are following like uh, an overarching story arc. So that everything is the same tone and manner, uh, has the same plots, generally the bigger plot of the story, and it all comes together very nicely. Because Kevin Feige planned everything out from the get-go, from Iron Man days, you know. Maybe yes. some plans, yeah, they do change here and there, but the ultimate, the, end, the, the starting goal and the end goal practically remain the same, and he succeeded. And most importantly, he's a comic book fan. Exactly. He himself is a comic he, nerd. He's holding the Marvel comics to his heart yeah. when he's making these movies. I mean, whether you love them or hate him, you can't deny that they have all a similar feel and look to it. That's what makes the Marvel, the MCU, the MCU. You know. Yes. I. Uh, one more thing. If he ever decides to release his business plans on, let's say, he writes a book on business, like how to produce films and everything, I would write yeah. a shit out of yeah, that. man. I can't imagine planning that whole Trinity saga. That's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Like. And since you're talking about Marvel, I think just a short moment of silence to our Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, rest in peace, man. Rest in power. Rest in power. Wakanda, Wakanda forever. <laughs> it has to be said. Yeah, man. Really, what a loss. Really, what a loss. Yeah. Full of him. Hmm. So, yeah. Back to Kathleen Kennedy. So she is in charge of Star Wars, right? And she became in charge of Star Wars when Disney uh, bought over the Lucasfilm rights. Along those lines, yeah. So uh, since she took over, Star Wars just has just been a a mess. That's the easiest way to put it. Yeah, I agree. I am someone who loves Star Wars not because I like the movies. I think they are okay movies. But what I love is the world. Uh, I the play, law. Yeah, the law. I play the games, I read some of the books, 
So the whole universe of Star Wars, you know, the Jedi, the Sith, the history that they have, what makes a lightsaber, all those things are great about Star Wars and I absolutely love it. The movies, they were okay, they had some really nice moments like Duel of Fates with Darth Maul, mm-hmm. uh, some X-Wing battles with Grey, you know, if you really want to look at them as films, yeah, okay lah. I wouldn't say they're the best of films lah. Okay. Oh no, Empire Strikes Back is terrific. Except only that. <laughs> that movie was absolutely terrific. So in terms of atmosphere and feel yeah. and storytelling, it was great. Yeah. Especially for the time that it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, even now, I would say even now. Uh, you, you look at it now and you still feel like that's something I want to watch again, which the rest of the Star Wars movies do not have. You know, That's what the original trilogy had. I think listening to us talk about this, we might just do an episode comparing all the trilogies. Just, just for the heck of it lah. So yeah, this new trilogy, right? <laughs> the Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, The Rise of Skywalker. It's like the Hobbit to the original Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, you can really say that. Oh my god, it's bad. They they broke every rule of the Star Wars universe that was made. Uh, if intentionally, yes, maybe you can try to do it, but you do it well. But then when they did it in The Last Jedi, where they like, oh, screw all the rules, we're going to rewrite everything. But then <laughs> they true. chicken out of it, and then we try to rejig yeah. everything in The Rise of Skywalker. Like, I'm, I'm going to be in the minority here mm. by saying that The Last Jedi didn't bother me as much as it did other fans, but I understand where the division comes from. Yeah. It made me actually curious to see how they were going to tackle the, the ninth episode. Yeah. Because I, I, I actually enjoyed The Last Jedi. I, I enjoyed The Force Awakens too. Force Awakens was fine, man. Force Awakens was played it too enjoyable. safe. Yes. But The Last Jedi, I can see it played it too... It strayed too far. Yeah. You know, it and in The Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> it just Skywalker, strayed nowhere. <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker, it basically U-turned and fell down a sinkhole. <laughs> That's how I felt yeah. about The Rise of Skywalker. It was such a... Such a... Uh, what do you call it? A backwards kind of uh, franchise film it, it went nowhere like yeah, you said it, it just nowhere. like it was pointless it <laughs> made the last two movies absolutely pointless to an extent it made the entire Skywalker saga pointless yeah. so, so it's sad uh, I don't know I really like so this is a problem here right if I'm sorry I don't know Kathleen Kennedy personally uh, from what I've heard from her she seems to know Star Wars no, the thing is I thought she would know better because she had a lot of experience yes, in producing she was Spielberg's and Lucas movies she was one of the one of the head producers of the Indiana Jones yeah. movies from the very start yep. so I had the impression like okay she knows Spielberg and Lucas and maybe she would know what she was doing and clearly after The Last Jedi it's been apparent that she doesn't know what she's yeah, doing it's weird it's really weird like if I'm going to pin down why Star Wars messed up, right? I really don't know where else to look at but Kathleen Kennedy because she calls the shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, she picks the directors to work on mm-hmm. and she's like Kevin Feige. She controls the, the that bigger overarching arc of mm-hmm. the whole Star Wars world because Disney has already uh, announced, you know, we are going to do not just the movies, we're going to have series, we're going to have books. Uh, like entirely have, new yeah, franchise. A whole new uh, universe, cinematic universe, if you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But then you see, we get a really below mediocre solo movie. Vote <laughs> yeah. one was okay. That one was good. I like this one. Good, but I guess that worked out because they had they had an idea of what they wanted to do. They knew that it was going to lead to uh, a new hope. So, so they don't have these the baggage of the previous like Force Awakens to yeah. um, to part rest it la. Yeah. So they basically they had a the direction. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Whereas movies like Solo, where Han Solo's past was has not really been explored, where they have to create it. Why? <laughs> you have to ask don't why. even get us started on how <laughs> his name was given to him 
fucking ridiculous okay. anime anime style naming for him I think I think we're just gonna talk about it so what happens is that Han Solo's character has no name he's just called Han right yeah. or something and then because of like he was an immigration space immigration <laughs> he has no surname the officer asked him uh, do you have family no and then just names Han Solo and he writes that and that's it that's how he gets his name <laughs> you see if it's any other character like Chewbacca or Boba Fett or whatever a side character I did, I did enjoy how him and Chewbacca met though that was yeah that's okay yeah. so talking about how he gave his name Han Solo's name is a beloved he's a beloved character and his name is pretty kick ass even until today when you heard, just hear the name you don't even know the character Han Solo it sounds great it's a great name <laughs> so you don't show it like that you must show it a certain respect you know, a certain when, craft to it when that scene happened right, my eyebrows raised like Roger Moore's like hmm something's not right you know and, and if you didn't know right, George Lucas actually intentionally had all the characters name be a three consonant or five consonant name because it sounds great you know Han Solo three mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker it sounds great Darth Vader three it's easier to say yeah Kuei Kwon Jin Obi-Wan Kenobi there's a certain rhyme to it and it's all intentional so the, the craft of the name in Star Wars has some art to it and when it's just treated like that a random so immigration good. officer <laughs> Solo and that's how he got his name it cannot it's a travesty it's insulting to the fans I feel uh, yeah I just cannot Kathleen Kennedy what the hell she's the <laughs> creative lead of this new Star Wars mm. and it's really scary to see what she's going to do if she's going to keep going in this path forward mm. It's really scary. Okay, what did you think about let's say it's in solo, right? You 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 realize that the it was under production hell for a time yeah. that they fired the original two yeah. directors and they Again, Kathy Kennedy's fault. <laughs> if it's under production shell, she's in ch- production hell, she's in charge of production. She's in charge of yeah. too. What's going on with her? <laughs> if it's under production hell, I know like the actors had like, they had problem casting, director's problem. But it's all under Captain Kennedy's charge. Mm. She is the one who is making the shots. Right. So if she said if the production hell was because of creative differences and all that, right? Well, she should have ironed out all the creative directions before they even started making decisions and falling into production hell. Mm. Why even? Uh, I mean, if directors are sacked because they couldn't pull off the the creative direction then the head of the creative direction should be sacked if the whole <laughs> franchise can't follow a creative direction it's just like that I, I think it's because of The Last Jedi that one really threw the map of Star Wars out of the window yeah. uh, like I mean I Ryan Johnson don't give me you know he's a good filmmaker yeah. like he's made Looper which mm. I was Looper's fun greatly intriguing science fiction yeah. film of course Knives Out even after Last Jedi Knives Out was a, a fun murder Looper movie. is a better time loop travel movie than Tenet <laughs> okay. now that you've yeah, it reminded me. <laughs> okay, but yeah, I agree. Dupin is better than Tenet. See? See? <laughs> still, you know. Yeah, but okay. still, yeah, let's not go there. Let's not go there. That's another episode by itself. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi, like, okay, I get it that Ryan Johnson wanted to put his own spin on Star Wars. Say, he's the sole writer and director for the film. Obviously, he wants to put his own artistic yeah. touches to no the problem. film. I get that. The thing is, it, it needs to come under QC by Kat- not just Kathleen Kennedy, but everybody else who is associated with Star Wars. Yeah. Who's like, Say, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you want to do this? I mean, like, does it tie in with the plans that we have for episode 9? Yeah. I mean, I get that. He just like, nope, scrunched it out the window. So again, Kathleen Kennedy. Dividing fence. <laughs> she, she needs to be there to say yes or no to these things. And if it's a yes, next movie, make sure it follows through. 
If it's a no, then next movie follows through. You yeah. cannot just, you know, Make swing a left and right as you like. Because movies like Star Wars is a franchise, it's a legacy. Mm. It's not just a one-off. It's just a one-off fine. You can do whatever you want. Or if it's like Fast and Furious where it doesn't really matter. One day a car can fly or go underwater. It does not matter because it's Fast and Furious. But in Star Wars, it's a whole different but, game. Like you saw what John Boyega said about his character. Uh, it's such right? a sad... Finn is such a sad I know, I know. Like they built up so much promise for Finn, yeah. and then they just wasted him in the last movie. Really, not even last movie. I'm gonna say you can see the beginning of the end in the Last Jedi. And he recently came out. John Vega, the actor who plays Finn, he recently came out saying Disney just cast him uh, to make up numbers, man. To make up numbers as a, a token minority character, yeah. and then just cast him aside once they're done with yeah. his arc, which is it's horrible. sad. It's horrible. It's not Finn's character was one of the most exciting characters in Star Wars mm. a long time. Like after Force Awakens came out, you know the speculation for his yeah. character was through the roof, yeah. right? We were all hoping secretly that he would be Lando Calrissian's son, yeah. which turns out why not? Even yeah, why not? Not to be the case, unfortunately. It's horrible. Um, mm. yeah, I can't wait for. I'm pretty sure they have a clause where they can't say much yeah. about Star Wars, but I'm sure it will run out in like the next five or ten years. And when that happens, and because how outspoken John Boyega is, right? Yeah. I really want to hear what he has to say about oh, what yeah, happened I behind mean, the scenes in Star Wars. I look forward to that day. <laughs> because they, they, for lack of better words, they rape his characters. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. <laughs> really, they didn't do Finn justice at all. At all, at all, at all. It's really bad. And another thing that you reminded me now, we didn't get a lightsaber duel in this new trilogy, which is another issue I have. I understand that, you know, they are at a time where the Sith and the Jedi are not properly formed, and Rey and Kylo Ren are not properly trained. I don't care. It's Star Wars, you need a lightsaber duel. Like, didn't the Force Recons have one? Bit, no. <laughs> the last part. The, it wasn't. They were just clobbering each another. <laughs> oh, like clang. Yeah. Clang. <laughs> because both of, see, if Force Awakens they couldn't do the duel because they are untrained, I can accept that they are clobbering away, they're just swinging mindlessly and relying on instincts. That's fine. But you need development with characters, and with that comes their skill. So as they get better, their lightsaber fight should get better. And what we got, uh, well, don't talk about Last Jedi. We talk, let's just talk about the rise of Skywalker where she fought Kylo Ren on that bridge where the water is flowing in and out. I mean, cool looking, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Cool looking scene. The duel itself was blah. <laughs> there was nothing to it. So I'm a bit disappointed that yeah, we didn't get any lightsaber duels. When lightsaber duels are a huge part of Star Wars. Lah. Whether you want to call it fan service or not, too bad at Star Wars it has to happen. <laughs> it's, it's Star Wars. It's lightsabers. Coolest thing ever. So it's really disappointing in that sense. Kathleen Kennedy, where are you in all this? I really don't know. You might as well get Mark Hamill to, to play the role and I'm pretty sure it'll turn out great. And if you didn't know, right, Mark Hamill during the whole uh, marketing push, the whole hype train, right? Mm-hmm. Before Last Jedi, right, Mark Hamill was very outspoken about how much he hated uh, The Last Jedi. You can, yeah. yeah he, Throughout all the interviews, he was very I, disgruntled. Disgruntled, yes. I wouldn't actually say outright hate for The Last Jedi, but he did. He, he did, but I did. thought he said like something around the like, I completely fundamentally disagree with what Ryan Johnson is doing. Because he hated it. The whole thing he hated. <laughs> and the funny thing is, right, as he went along, you could tell that his appearances were less, and you can tell that 
he wants to say things, but he implied that he can't because of powers to be. <laughs> Maybe five years down the line, he'll have like a chat room with, with Daisy Ridley, uh, John Vega, so. and Mark Hamill. I want it to happen. To, just to see what discrepancies they've had with Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> I want it to happen. Even, even Adam Driver, man. Hmm. Great actor. The best thing about the trilogy, Adam and Driver, hands down. Yeah. But was he utilised? No. Uh, Kylo Ren was the same character almost from start to end. That whiny <laughs> brat, whiny brat who just shouts and get emotional. <laughs> last Jedi, he was bad. <laughs> so whiny in the Last Jedi. He and General Hux was just shouting and this thing. I shout louder than you. I'm in power. Hux was, was turned into a joke. Hux <laughs> yeah, was so a great actor. Donald Wasted. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's up, man. So much uh, question mark, so much lack of direction. Uh, it's just really sad to see the Star Wars franchise. Because I, like, I read recently, with this poor trilogy, right, we have a whole generation who will grow up not liking Star Wars. They're just going to be like, yeah, Star Wars, that old thing my dad likes. Instead of mm, loving yeah, it. Yeah, Star Wars, I, I like that, you know. Oh, wow, we countless generations. And then it implores them to revisit the old franchise. And it's like, Wow, great works, you know? But because of how the new trilogy is, they won't have that appeal. They won't. They, it, for them, it feels so blah. They, they need a movie like Skyfall or Batman Begins to really reinvigorate yeah. the franchise. And those come to. along very rarely nowadays. And that's a scary thing because mm. whatever happens next will really de- determine the fate of how Star Wars uh, restart mm. or just well go down the pipeline to death. Lah. Yeah. Because I think, let's say, Star Wars is... Uh, a lot of it, the money that they make is toy sales. Mm. And I can tell you oh, that yeah. the sales, the Force Awakens buttloads were so. Of course. Yeah. But The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker's general no, man, action figure. The, the figurines <laughs> and the Lego sets are not selling well, really. It's so bad. Because the movies are bad. And because of that, when the kids don't play with the toys, their love for the franchise won't grow. And well, it's just a vicious cycle, lah. Like you see, the last Jedi, this the last Jedi, the rise of Skywalker, like it is so mediocre. It actually forces you to go back and re rethink your original opinion for Force Awakens and Last Jedi. Yeah, as well, even bring in Phantom Menace. Uh, that's the whole point of the. Oh uh, no, Phantom Menace was fine already. Yeah, like, even but because of the Last Jedi, the Phantom Menace becomes even better now. <laughs> see, I hold it in highest that. Uh, I know, actually, to be honest, I, I've always hold the Phantom Menace in high regard. Even be- way before this whole new trilogy came out by Disney, I actually like the prequels. Obviously, not as good as the original trilogy, but the prequels... They, they were good. As they, a kid, I really enjoyed They actually told a complete arc. Yeah. Like, it was a proper... I mean, the midi-chlorians are ridiculous. Actually, but, but, it was fine. Yeah, but actually. to me, it was okay. ridiculous a bit. Like, now it looks less so. Yeah. But, but, yeah, it, it told a complete story arc. Like, how Anakin... Yeah, how became, became, from, How yeah. is it, this innocent kid to this, like, young, young yes. Jedi in training to this evil dude and then finally... You know, the only, redemption. The only problem I have with the prequel trilogy is that there was too much... Uh, Wooden acting. No, no. Even that, I'm actually okay. Too much politics. Star Wars was never about but you see that. But you see, even if there's too much politics in the, the prequel trilogy, they actually built up to yeah. what happened in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I, mean, I, get, I, I get that. Like, oh, okay. Those scenes in the counselling hall, the, that's just too much. <laughs> I mean, it can be there, but it could be balanced out better. Hmm. But so, yeah, that's another, that's yeah, another that's thing. Right, right, right. Right. See, because Luke, that time Lucas was 
hell bent on his vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even the yeah, directors yeah, yeah, yeah. who made the movies he didn't direct, yeah. uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, yeah. they respected his vision. It was all Lucas. Yeah. So you see Disney, The Force Awakens onwards, they didn't have a proper plan. It was thrown out by Ryan Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, there was a planner by the name of Kathleen Kennedy. Who threw out the plan yeah. with Ryan so, Johnson. What is she doing? <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's getting paid thousands every month. What is she doing? I have no millions. idea. Yeah. No freaking idea. Oh my goodness. I and this is a scary thing. We're talking about how the Star Wars name can be ruined for future generations, right? And now here I'm thinking, right? Even Disney, the name Disney, might be ruined. I mean, Disney's name is great, lah. So, but it will take many years, lah. Maybe another 10, 20 years. No, we watch movies with the name Walt Disney. But the name Disney as a corporation by itself has completely been run to the ground in terms of cinema by the one-two punch of Disney remakes and Star Wars trilogy. Last time, when Beauty and the Beast came out, right, Mm. uh, with Emma Watson, right, I was actually excited. I'm like, oh, another, finally Disney trying something, like, sure, let's go for it. Or any Disney animated or whatever. I'm like, yeah, let's go for it. But right now, after so many uh, mediocre remakes, right, when I see Disney, I don't feel excited. I actually feel like, hmm... Maybe not. <laughs> I think they, they, the problem is they, they release these new movies uh, too soon to, to one another. I think they should just like wait every one or two years, then one, then one, then one. Then okay, I get that. But it's like two or three per year. It's yeah. like too much. Even come, those coming out on Disney Plus. They pride themselves on being a machine. Because they... And, and that's the scary part. Yes. They are a machine. You can't deny that. Mm-hmm. And they pride themselves because... They are such a big studio, they can do that and compete and dominate the market. Like, they can say, like, look at this, Disney made 20 movies last year, and, like, Warner Brothers made 5. So because of that, just by, in that numbers, right, the audiences are more exposed to the Disney brand. Yeah. So at the end of the day, the Disney brand gets more exposure, and then blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 blah. Mickey Mouse ears that star, man. It's yeah. real. It's, it's real. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> It's coming over the horizon after your favorite classics. So, really, I really feel that once, like, our generation, when I say our generation, we are like 30s, okay, Mm. and above. So, even to our our parents' generation, which is the 50 and 60-year-olds, I think once our generation from 30 to 60 onwards pass, right, and then the younger generations take over, Disney will lose its its charm and its uh, attraction. Because when we see Disney, we still get excited. But I think the younger generation, when they see Disney now, it's like whatever. Yeah. It doesn't really um, attract them there's anymore. There's no proper QC for this. It's just like, oh, we'll just follow the same template. Maybe add one or two changes to for to make it like appeal to the token minority. So, like, <laughs> yeah, it's not really... It's a, funny a because Disney prides themselves as a brand, hmm. but they're ruining their brand by just coming no, up. No, they are priding themselves as a consumer brand they're oh. not themselves as a quality brand that's a big difference you know quality brand MCU oh. say what you will about MCU as a, in terms of whatever they churn out they are consistent MCU in quality they know what they're doing yes. Kevin Feige knows what he's doing yes. and I think they are a separate thing like we said earlier they were brought into Disney they didn't start under Disney yeah. so because of that Disney has to respect what they were doing already yeah. same, goes, same goes with Pixar Disney. they're just brought yeah. in by Disney you know and Even Pixar's newer movies are also starting to show signs of falling yeah, in. Because John Lasseter's not there anymore, but John Lasseter screwed up. That's another story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, because 
all the great Disney uh, Pixar movies that we love were from that three or four guys and all of them created all those stories in that one dining session that they had work. <laughs> it is a great story yeah. there, where they wrote all those ideas on that tissue paper. Mm-hmm. So that tissue paper has run out. And we have now is the start of a new wave right. of Pixar I, I, stories. I think Pixar started to decline almost 10 years ago because of Cars 2, yeah. to be honest. That was the beginning of the end. Now. Because before then, like almost every Pixar movie was gold. Yeah. You know, Wall E, Finding Nemo, uh, The Incredibles, Bugs Life, Toy, Toy Story 1, 2, 3, you know? Where can you get three consecutive movies in the same franchise which are all good or yeah. great even? And the thing about Cars 2, <laughs> if you Google, it's quite openly said that they did it for the money. Yeah. Because Cars 1, toys sold amazingly well. Mm. So they acknowledged that and Toys 2, they did it just for the sake of getting yeah. money and to fund the other original cars they were very at, open about cars it cars 1 at least had some moral message you know for great for families so fun, yeah. yeah cars 1 was fun cars 2 wasn't cars 2 was some James Bond knockoff I'll get uh, to that another time yeah. but you know but in between they still made some great films yeah. don't get me wrong like Inside Out terrific terrific best movie. films since Toy Story exactly like one of the golden best you yeah. know like Inside Out and up was up was so was terrific. Yes. I up like I grow to appreciate up with each consecutive viewing, and I I look forward to the newest movie Soul, which is from the same director as Inside Out and Up, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. Pete Doctor. Yeah. I think he's, he's probably, one of the original. F- yeah, so teams. one of the old guards at yeah. Pixar, and I think he's doing a terrific job. So Soul is right up there with my one to watch list of the year. I hope so. so uh, I mean, I so. I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna watch Onward. I Onward is something I again like Mulan. I mean, no hurry to watch Onward. But was so it was it by one of the core founding members of Pixar? New guys. New guys. Yeah. Uh, just think of it. Just think of it as like onward, like the good dinosaur. Mm. Well, it looks. Oh ter- yeah, the good dinosaur. Well, it looks terrific, but I don't want to see anything like that ever again. Like it's just like shallow candy. Like similar to this most of the Disney remakes nowadays. I'm not gonna watch. I'm probably in no rush to see Mulan. I'll see it if it's in theaters or streaming. I'm not gonna pay thirty USD for it, no way. But uh, <laughs> even if it's free on TV, I yeah, might never watch it. You're gonna have to pay me to watch it. <laughs> but oh yeah, no, God. no. Like you see, like you, your place or so, somebody came over just to yeah. to watch the old Mulan to as a palate cleanser after watching the new one. <laughs> to purge the memories of the live action remake. <laughs> oh man, I can't even imagine how bad it is that the customer is going to do that lah. Uh, it's so probably not going to be the first time. So I probably expect a lot more people to come in. Like, I don't want, I I want hope to so. wash the memory of the new one out of my head. Because <laughs> you've been trying so hard to push to the animation. But anyway, so uh, yeah, that's us talking about Mulan and Disney and Star Wars and <laughs> how, well, things are quite gloomy lah. If it's going to keep going down this path, I can't so, see... For every gloom, there's always going to be an uprise. Lah, A24. Yeah, like <laughs> or, or maybe Disney gets its act together. I mean, it's I long. So. I it's want long, I want to, it to get yeah. its act together. Uh, and if they ever do continue the remake, well, I'm not saying don't make the remake. I'm just saying have a bit of QC there. Yeah. Know? Like if you want to make a remake, make sure it, it's something new yeah. and, and not contrived. Like say, oh, we're not gonna put in musicals. We're not gonna put in Mushu just for the sake of say, oh, it's new, it's different. It's you know? different. Okay. Add something of value that resonates with the modern day. That's how 
you make it relevant. And if you don't want us to compare, just don't do remake. Do a new story yeah, altogether. Exactly. What even, man? Yeah, do some, do more stuff like Togo. When are we gonna get another movie like Bridge to Terabithia? When are we gonna mm. get another movie like The Fox and the Hound, The Black Cauldron? Slowly, okay. yeah. <laughs> Slowly, man. Now that one actually, okay, Black Cauldron. Uh, full disclosure, I don't mind seeing a live action remake of that. That's an underrated gem. <laughs> So yeah, I don't think we'll do one last thing today because I think we're just feeling too much pain talking about Mulan. Yeah, it, hurts, eh? <laughs> it hurts talking about Mulan and then segueing into Star Wars. Man, Disney, come on, man. Don't make me think that you're this evil Death Star with the Mickey Mouse ears. I'm sorry, that image keeps popping up. It's a meme. It's all over the internet now. Oh, get your act together, please. But if I have to choose between Disney or Netflix to continue along this uh, evil path oh, I would choose God. Disney la. let's just put it that way the lesser of two evils huh? yeah at least they're not <laughs> at least they haven't reached cuties level rubbish <laughs> oh no so, okay no. so that's us signing out again if you haven't followed us on Instagram social media or subscribed to us on <gasps> Spotify YouTube and on Anchor yeah do that subscribe man thank you alright ciao ciao have a good one